0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Are you finished with the paper already, McGee? Yeah, there's nothing new in the dad writer thing. Every day it's this and was that. Why do these reporters always write about the same people? Here I've been an upright citizen for years. I've never had a story about me in the paper, nor my picture either. Well, you have to do something newsworthy
1: to be written up in the paper. <laughs> The only newsworthy thing you ever did was to fall down the chimney when you were trying to put up our TV antenna. And I remember how you pleaded with the editor of the paper until he agreed not to print
0: the story about that. Well, I don't want him printing derogatory stories about me. But every time the president sneezes, the thing's written up on the front page. I've had colds that settled in my chest and made me miserable, and I never printed a word about it. Well, the president is a famous man, McGee. An ordinary
1: citizen has to do something pretty outstanding to get his name in the paper.
0: Hey, wait a minute. you just given me a great idea, Molly. A couple of weeks ago, there was a write-up two or three paragraphs long about a fellow who stayed awake for 212 hours without sleeping. By George, if I could beat that record, they'd have to put a story in the paper about it.
1: (laughs) You can never stay awake that long. You need more rest than a hibernating bear.
0: Well, I I got a will of iron, Molly. And if somebody else can stay awake for 212 hours, so can I. In fact, I'm gonna call the editor of the Whistle Vista Gazette right now and declare my intuitions to do just that.
1: But two hundred and twelve hours is more than a week.
0: If devoting a week to this project will make me rich, respected, and world famous, it'll be time well spent. Now well, let me put through this call to the paper. Hello, operator. Give me Whistle Vista 200- Oh, Is that you, Merck? Oh, dear. How's every little thing, Merck? Your father, eh? shot,
1: huh? Oh, the poor man.
0: Hit right on the nose and flew clear over the water, eh? Heavenly
1: days, you must have been injured terribly. Well,
0: naturally, a lot of people gathered around. They always do when something like that happens. Do the police have any idea who did it? No, oh, Mert's father did it. He shot a hole-in-one at the country club. Hit the ball right on the nose and it flew clear over the water, has it? Oh,
1: heavenly days.
0: Oh, say, Mert, put me through to the Whistle Vista Gazette, will you?
1: Well, I certainly hope you won't regret this, McGee.
0: Hello? Hello, Gazette? I- is the editor in? Oh, he's not, eh? When do you expect him back? Two o'clock, eh? What time is it now, Bob? About
1: ten minutes after twelve.
0: Well, I, I do so want to talk to him. This is Fibber McGee speaking, and I'm in the process of staying awake for 213 hours. That'll be a new world record. And a big story, too, don't you think? What does he say? He says the fellow who writes up stories about crackpots is on his vacation. I see. Look, bud, this is no crackpot idea. It's a scientific experiment. I've got to talk to the editor about it. No, I don't want him calling me back at two o'clock. Why? Because I'll be taking my afternoon nap then. McGee, this obsession of yours to get your name in the paper has gone too far. It isn't safe for you to take off in that homemade balloon. Molly, this balloon is foolproof. It's made out of double layers of newspaper, and I spared no expense to use the best glue on the market for putting the thing together.
1: But how do you know it'll even
0: take off? What's it filled with? It's filled with hot air. I blew it up myself believe me, kiddo, when I go soaring up to a new world's altitude record, my picture will be plastered all over. Well, just so the balloon doesn't explode and you wind up being plastered all over. Well, for your information, I read all about that Air Force fellow who set the current record, and I got more knowledge of balloon in my little finger than he's got in his whole hand. You seem to forget that I spent several summers doing balloon ascensions at county fairs back around Peoria. Why, people would gasp with delight when they saw me climb into the bag and be carried upward by the wind. Windbag McGee, I was known as in them days. Oh, dear. Windbag McGee, the wily wizard of the wide, wide world above, watched from the wet wilderness around Waukesha, Wisconsin, to the wild and wooly western weirs of a Washington, worthy of worship wherever I went, for the way I wisely winged my way windward, wafting willy-nilly in winter and warm weather alike, and wig-wagging word of my wonderful wanderings to the waiting world below.
1: <laughs> well, I still don't see how you hope to set a world altitude record in a hot-air balloon made out of old newspapers. That basket underneath it looks terribly unsafe,
0: for one thing. No, that's my old theatrical trunk with the lid took off and the Swiss belt taken out. They had that Air Force fellow sealed up inside a glass ball. At least I'll be able to lie down and relax. I'm taking along some copies of The Open Road for Boys to read along the way up. What are you
1: going to do for oxygen in an open basket like that? The air's awfully thin in the upper atmosphere, you know.
0: Molly, I hope you don't think an old balloonist like me would overlook something as elemental as that. I've got a dozen mason jars in the bottom of the basket, filled with air. When I get up high, I just open one of the jars and take a whiff.
1: Well, it just seems to me that you're going off half-cocked.
0: Oh, I'm going straight up. All you got to do is cut this rope now that's holding the thing to the ground. Well, I guess I better be going. I want to get home before dark.
1: Are you sure you have everything you need?
0: Sure, I'm sure. This thing has been carefully planned out. I'm taking along the old downy comforter in case it's drafty up there. I got bread, ketchup, and sliced meatloaf for sandwiches. I got the portable radio, so I don't have to miss today's episode of Our Gal Sunday. Don't you forget to phone the newspaper after I take off and tell them what I'm doing. Oh, you certainly are a hound for publicity. I'm taking a pocket comb with me in the basket here, so I'll have my hair slathered down good when I face the waiting photographer.
1: Well, I wish you luck, dearie. Now, get set. I'm going to cut the rope.
0: Goodbye, Molly. And goodbye, obscurity. When I come down, I'll be famous. Hot dog. I'm starting to rise. I can feel it.
1: McGee, pull hard on the left-hand rope. Huh? No, the other one.
0: Hurry! Oh, my gosh. I forgot all about that big branch of the dad-raded elm tree that sticks out there. I only made it up about 10 12 feet. Now I'm stuck in
1: the dad tree. What am I going to do? Well, the way you're wedged in that basket between two branches, I guess I'll have to call the fire department to get you down. Oh, no,
0: no, no. Don't do that. A crowd will gather and somebody will call the newspaper. What would our friends say if my picture showed up on the front page like this? Well, now, let me see. It's getting pretty late in the year for flagpole sitting. Guess maybe I could push Molly across the country in a wheelbarrow. That might do the trick. Hi, mister. Oh, hi there, (laughs) Jeannie. Hey, you're making your social calls kind of early today, aren't you?
2: Well, I saw you pacing up and down here in the living room, and I thought maybe you'd carry me piggyback while you were doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: I'm sorry, Jeannie, but I can't be sashaying around with you on my shoulders when I'm deep in thought like this. I'm trying to figure out a way to get a story about me in the newspaper. Hmm? I said I'm trying to figure out a way to get a story about me in the newspaper.
2: That's what you said, and then I said, hmm? Huh?
0: Well, I don't want to go around that again, Tini. so let me explain it to you. To begin with, I'm not as young as I used to be.
2: My daddy says you're older than Sam Hill, and Sam's in the sixth grade this year.
0: Well, you're old. Uh, well, never mind about Sam. The point I'm giving rise to is that in my whole life, I've never had a story about me in the newspaper. nor a picture either, for that matter. I'm trying to figure out something I can do that'll be newsworthy.
2: Do you mean something that they'll put a story about you in the paper for and I can buy five copies of and all my little friends show to, and say I know Mr. McGee he's a personal friend of mine about?
0: Well, I'm not too sure that I made sense out of that pile of prepositions you just let fly with, but that's a general idea.
2: My daddy had his picture in the paper once. Oh?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When they made him secretary of the Chamber of Commerce. Oh, he
0: did, huh? huh? I say he did, huh?
2: Who did? Your daddy. Did what? Got
0: his picture in the paper.
2: He's not in any trouble, is he?
0: No, no. He was elected secretary of the Chamber of Commerce.
2: That's impossible. My daddy already holds a job
0: look, Teenie, uh, carrying on a conversation with you is like taking a ride on one of the blades of a windmill. Now, you better run along and let me figure out some way of getting my name in the paper by myself.
2: Say, hmm? I bet you if you played the lead in an amateur theatrical production, they'd put your picture in the paper and have a story about you, too.
0: Well, now, I know you're trying to help, Teeny, but that'd never work. It's not newsworthy enough. Go on, now, run along and let me think, will you, huh?
2: Okay, mister. I ought to go anyway. I'm late. Late for what? Well, I'm supposed to be at the newspaper office at 11. I'm going to play the lead in an amateur theatrical production in our kindergarten. And they want to take my picture and run a story in the paper about me. So long, mister. Is that
1: you, McGee? Yeah,
0: it's me. Come here and give me a hand, will you?
1: Heavenly days, what in the world do you have in all those egg cases?
0: to answer an absurd question with an oblivious answer, what I got in these egg cases is eggs. Now, let's get them out of the kitchen.
1: Why, you must have 40 or 50 dozen of them here. Have you made friends with a hen who can't stop herself?
0: Molly, these eggs represent the hatching of a great idea. You know how bad I want to get a story about me in the newspaper just once just so I can say I did it.
1: I know that, but they won't run a story about you just because you were foolish
0: enough to buy 50 dozen eggs for two people. That's not the idea at all. There was an item in the paper just this morning about a woman who found a double yolk in an egg. I figured that out of 50 dozen, I got a good chance of finding one, too, and getting rolled up.
1: Do you mean that you're going to break 50 dozen eggs and let them go to waste just hunting
0: for one with a double yolk? They won't go to waste, Molly. I figure we'll have a nice big omelet for lunch with egg salad and a couple soft-boiled eggs on the side. Then tonight, we can have some scrambled eggs, which happen to go great with soft-boiled eggs and Denver sandwiches. Then for dessert, you can whip up a nice angel food cake or something with a lot of eggs in it.
1: McGee, if I went on a diet like that, I'd start to cackle.
0: Well, then we can put some of them in the freezer after I get them broke. Now, let's see. I'll take the big mixing bowl and start with this top crate.
1: Well, I've heard of publicity hounds, but I never heard of one going to deep link.
0: Well, this is supposed to be a democracy, but unless you're a politician or a labor racketeer, the papers never mention you you got to live out your life in obstruction.
1: I know what you mean, but that's the wrong word. An obstruction is a baby doctor.
0: No, you got that all wrong, Molly. You're thinking of an obstreperous. Oh,
1: no. An obstreperous is a kind of a sore throat. No,
0: no. That's a staccato throat you got in mind, Molly.
1: I'm sure that's not right. Staccato refers to some repetitious thing that keeps occurring over and over again.
0: Well, over and over again, I keep not getting my name in the paper, and I don't intend to live out my life in obstruction. That's why i got all these eggs to hunt for a double yolk.
1: Well, you've broken at least a
0: dozen of them so far with no results. I know, I know, but they're rare. That's what makes them newsworthy. I may go through the whole 50 dozen, I'm not Hey, Molly. Molly, look. Here's one with a W right here. You
1: say, you're right. I don't
0: think I've ever seen one before. How about that? Gee, i got to swing into action fast so we don't miss an addition of the paper. Let me get to the phone. Hello. Uh, hello, uh, operator. Get me the Whistle Vista Gazette quick. Uh, hello, Gazette. I want to speak to the editor and make it snappy. i got a big scoop for him. Well, I don't care if he... He's doing what? No, no, never mind. Just forget it, bud. Goodbye.
1: What happened? Could you reach the editor to give him your story?
0: No. Copy boy said he was on the other phone. He was getting the details on a story from some woman who lives out on the west side. She cracked open an egg and found four yolks inside it.
1: If this isn't the silliest thing, coming clear to Chicago just to get your name in the
0: paper. Dad, Brad, Molly don't row the boat so fast. I can't keep up with you. I'm fighting against the undertug here.
1: Well, I'm cold, McGee, and if we have to do this silly thing, I want to get it over with.
0: We'll see how silly a thing it is when I get rich and famous for being the first man to swim across Lake Michigan. My life's ambition is to get my name in the paper just once. And this is a surefire way to do it. I can see the headlines in my mind's eye right now. McGee swims across lake from Chicago to the Michigan shore.
1: Well, you certainly haven't gotten any publicity so far because nobody in his right mind goes swimming in Lake Michigan at this time of the year.
0: And I still say we'll see who's in his right or wrong mind when I get over to the Michigan side. Nobody's ever swum across this lake before.
1: Well, I don't know if what you're doing could really be classified as swimming, dearie. You're just hanging on to that inflated rubber horse and kicking your feet.
0: Well, that's to conserve my energy, Molly. This is a 30-mile swim. Salmons don't even go up that far up the river to Spoon.
1: Well, you're doing better than I expected. We've been out of sight of land for almost three hours
0: now. Yeah. I figure I'm better than halfway there. Gee, just think. A little bit longer and I'll be internationally famous. And then the dough will start rolling in. Oh, I can see it now. Fibber McGee, famous distance swimmer, says, I smoke El Grotto cigars because they're kind to my throat. Or Fibber McGee, famous distance swimmer, says... I wouldn't be caught dead without a can of Bronson's early June peas.
1: McGee, look, isn't that land up ahead?
0: Golly, you're right, Molly. Success is now within reach of my well-manicured hands. Row faster, Molly. I'm going to speed up so that I can get there in time for the story to be flashed to the world in the late afternoon papers.
1: It's only a few more feet to the shore, dearie. You look awfully tired. You think you can make it?
0: Molly, and McGee don't follow with success in his grasp. Now, my idea is for you to row onto the shore and find a phone and call the papers. I'll stay out here and paddle around. That way they can get pictures of me waiting ashore to complete my history of making swim.
1: Okay, dearie. Okay. But don't exert yourself anymore. You no, just won't. just float around out there until I get back. Okay. You'll need your strength to talk to the reporters. Now hurry
0: up. Ah, there goes a the good kid. Has a little tendency to pull too hard on the right oar. I suppose none of us is perfect.
1: Oh, McGee, something terrible's happened.
0: If you can't find a public phone, just go to any house, Molly. Tell them it's an emergency. You got the story of the year to phone in.
1: I'm afraid our story of the year has just developed into the joke of the century. Can you read this sign from where you are?
0: I don't know. I haven't got my glasses on. Looks like... looks like... Evanston City Limits... Oh, my gosh, we're on the same side of the lake we started from.
1: That's right, dearie. You swam around in a complete circle and came back again. Do you still want me to call the papers? Oh, no,
0: no, 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 don't do that. You know how them smart-aleck reporters are when they get a hold of a thing like this. They write it up to make it sound like you don't know what you're doing.